Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to the Daily Daf Differently. I am Marcy Jacob Zaranchik, and today we're studying Masechet Shabbat, Daf Kuf Lamed Gimel, Masechet Shabbat, page 133. Today's Daf continues the examination of why it's permissible to circumcise a child suffering from tzara'at, when the circumcision would inevitably cut off the lesion, itself a forbidden act. After reiterating that circumcision takes precedence over the prohibition because of the word choice in the verse which defines the mitzvah, the Gemara asks, why do we need to prove this from a verse? This is a situation of an unintended consequence. And when transgressing a prohibition comes as an unintended consequence, there is no prohibition. The conflict between the commandment to circumcise a newborn and the prohibition from removing tzara'at lesions isn't really a conflict. Since the goal of the circumcision is to fulfill the requirements of Brit Milah, and the removal of the lesion is only an unintended consequence, it has no power to mitigate the demand of the mitzvah of circumcision. This answer for the Gemara isn't the end of the story, though. Abaye comes in and reminds us of a pre-existing dispute on the matter, justifying the derivation from a verse by explaining that without the proof text, Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that unintended forbidden consequences of actions render those actions also forbidden, wouldn't permit Brit Milah on a child with Tzara'at. In the prior dispute, Rabbi Yehuda holds this stringent opinion, while Rabbi Shimon holds the more lenient view, to which Abaye on Ardaf is responding. Both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon agree, however, in the case of Psik Reshe Velayamut, which translates to, if you cut off its head, will it not die? The case of what is commonly known as Psik Reshe. Psik Reshe is a halachic concept having to do with seemingly unintended consequences of our actions on Shabbat. The situation from which this concept gets its unusual name is found elsewhere in the Gemara. A father wants to cut off the head of a chicken on Shabbat to make a toy for his child, Perhaps this was the rabbinic predecessor to Angry Birds? Slaughtering the chicken on Shabbat is expressly forbidden. The father wants to cut off its head not to slaughter it, but to make a toy for his child. There is an argument to be made that the death of the chicken is an unintended consequence of the father's zeal to entertain his child. Not so, we say. Some unintended consequences, like the death of a chicken after its head is severed, are so obviously inevitable that we can't claim them as unintended. To review, in the case of of an unintended consequence, itself forbidden, that comes as a result of another act, the original act is not proscribed because of the possibility that the consequence may ensue. However, in the case of a psychratia, the forbidden consequence is so wrapped up in the primary act that it renders that primary act also forbidden. Here, 
we see the Gemara's nuanced distinction when it comes to the role of kavanah, intention, and culpability. This concept is alive in our understanding of secular criminal law, how we distinguish between degrees of murder, or between murder and manslaughter, for example. But the link between intent and culpability is operative in our own, God willing, more mundane interactions from the time we are children. I think of an example from my own childhood. At around age eight, I was spinning around and around trying to make myself dizzy. In retrospect, I'm not so sure why I was doing this. But once I stopped spinning and the world continued spinning around me, I had trouble keeping my balance and wound up bumping into a nearby table, knocking down a ceramic candy dish and breaking it. My father was understandably upset and chastised me for my carelessness. My response? But I didn't mean to do it! In that moment, my primary motivation was to avoid punishment. But my strategy for doing so was driven by the idea that it's not fair to punish someone for something they didn't intend to do. And as a child, I couldn't have known how likely that un unintended consequence would be. If today, as an adult, I wanted to replicate that scenario from my youth, I mean, I probably wouldn't, but if I did, I would know to do so in an open space, far from any breakable objects, as my appreciation of the consequences of my actions has matured. As adults, we can often foresee the potential consequences of our behaviors and tailor our choices accordingly. I know that if I stay up until 1 a.m. tonight watching the latest season of Downton Abbey, I'm going to be quite unhappy when the alarm rings in the morning. With this knowledge, I can choose to watch my Downton Marathon and accept the fact that I'll have less sleep than I ideally need, or I can choose to set limits on my TV watching and prioritize my sleep. What I can't do is stay up with Maggie Smith and then wonder at my exhaustion and crabbiness in the morning. In many cases, however, I can't know the consequences of my actions. While I can imagine what might happen, there may be enough variables in play that my actions may yield any sort of unintended results. I won't know until I actually forge ahead. In Rabbi Shimon's view on our daf, in cases such as these, I can proceed with impunity. And here's where the Gemara, I think, gets really interesting. Back to the world of Tzarat, regarding the prohibition of removing these lesions, a Baraita teaches that one may not directly remove them, but one may do so by means of a shoelace on one's leg, or a carrying pole on one's shoulder. And if the lesion goes, it goes. The discussion that follows uses this logic to suggest that a father who wants to circumcise his son specifically in order to remove the tzara'at on his genitals, should do so by having someone else do it for him. This example demonstrates how easily we can manipulate situations to our benefit. Dad wants the tzara'at gone, so he hires a moil with pure intentions, and everybody wins. But it doesn't have to be even as sinister as all that. How often do we look at what we're about to do and knowing that something less than ideal is likely to result, do it anyway, pushing any thoughts about those consequences from our minds. How often do we fool ourselves into thinking that the fruits of our actions aren't really our fault? The Gemara hardly endorses this practice, but its presence on the daf 
forces us to confront the reality of our own approach to culpability. With respect to Shabbat observance and beyond, considering the possible outcome before taking action is a laudable part of acting responsibly. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.